people that are in problems or feeling stuck, they feel like they're the only one. You're so isolated. Like, yeah. why is this happening so to you, me? Nobody understands. Right. You feel like you're the only one having the problem. Yep. No one else has the same struggle. And you put yourself in this really tough situation where you've isolated yourself and then you suffer in silence. No one knows, but you are one phone call away from, from help, from a breakthrough <laughs> yeah. of getting through to something. And so we just can't do that to yeah. ourselves. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. Hello, and I am Copeland, Joseph, Edward, kind of mix it around like, uh, what is that, Scrabble? Uh, is, is, is Scrabble like, a, like where you mix words around? Yeah, but I don't I, think you're supposed to mix your name you around. You know, I don't think I've ever played Scrabble like like legit, like sit down and like battle someone in Scrabble. Have you? I don't think I've ever played Scrabble. Mm. No. Is that, is that something we're missing out on, on life? Um, Will our, our life not be complete because we've not played Scrabble? I mean- Are we less than-, than? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, mm. What's a game we do like to play though? Secret Hitler. Yeah, Secret Hitler. And I, I guess I'm going to change the name of that. I guess it's like, it's you know, not it's, PC triggering, anymore. it's triggering for people, I, which I agree. I think it's, you know, I understand. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's very interesting. When you bring it up, it's kind of like, can I tell you that's my favorite game? And yeah. like, like, this is the title. And you're like, so Secret Hitler, me. for those of you that have never played it, it's pretty fun. It sounds complicated to explain, but basically someone in the group of 10 or eight or six or however many you're playing with has to lie and pretend to be a liberal, but really they're Hitler. Right. And it has caused so many problems in our family. <laughs> you would think we we're playing like secret Trump. I like almost <laughs> didn't talk to Kayla for like a week. Cause yeah. she made me so mad. It's a game, of, it's a game of deception. Yeah. And, and you know, you and then, and then on the other end of it, when you think someone's on your team, then there's like teamwork happening. Yeah. But someone in your team could be lying. And yeah. so uh, if you ever get a chance, I think you can order it. You can't definitely go to your local. I was going to say Toys R Us because that does not exist anymore. No. But you can't go to your local <laughs> toy store and find it. You got to order it. Yeah. But um, um, but we're fun. open to any family games. So if you yeah. have family suggestions for fam, I mean, it doesn't have to be like PG-13 or anything, but just something that you can play in a group with friends or family. Yeah. yeah. That would be something we would love your recommendation. So Leave a push podcast review and tell us what your favorite games are. Yeah. For Family Fun Night. 100%. Okay, cool. Do you have a what in the world? I do. Okay. All go. right. So we were we were doing this training and doing we, a training where we, what, what we were mean? doing a training mm -hmm. and we were focusing on like how you approach and like, you know, and and you <laughs> I can't even get it out, but how you approach people and like how you like initiate a conversation. Oh, okay. And we had someone in the training say, well, exchanging names seems like super, super evasive. Okay. And, you know, one of the things that we just thought about as a response is like, 
why then why do we have names right. <laughs> right right because if you have a name it is only for you to give out mm-hmm. not for you to keep for your own and not exchange names with anyone else so that's interesting because someone who we're telling like hey you got to get out of your right. comfort zone <laughs> you know especially when it comes to customer service if you own a business you got to ask people for their name right someone said ah that's kind of evasive yeah, don't i don't you think, think you should changing ask names people. it's kind, kind of, of private <laughs> it's kind of evasive and so <laughs> the theory is Aren't you given a name to give it away? Right. You are only given a name to actually share it. Right. Which Why? Because like the number one question, oh, hey, do you have a name? Yeah, it's yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Well, or you can respond, hey, I don't really feel comfortable giving my name. I kind of keep it to myself. Right. right? Okay. So, so what do people call you? Um. Well, when they, they get to know me, me <laughs> they call me by my name. But if people who don't know me, they'll never know my right. name. So if you think about it, though, you only have a name. For other people. A hundred percent. It's literally the only reason you have a name. Right. Is so people can call you by that name. People can say hi. People can ask you things. Like it's the, if you didn't have a name, imagine how terrible that would be. But I've been in situations that I've asked people for their name. And they mm-hmm. said, why, why do you need my name? Because <laughs> that's what we do. Here, let me show you how that's it's done. What humans my do. name is Eddie. <laughs> what is yours? And, and I think that. It maybe you just have to practice it. I don't know, but practice I, giving makes, your name away. It, it makes me feel like are we getting like to a place in our society where a simple name exchange, be, and maybe because it's the pandemic and we've been like not mm. connecting with each other, mm-hmm. but are we getting to a place where now that's too invasive? You, you say, "Hey, you know, it's one thing to say hello yeah. to me; it's another thing to ask for my name. How dare you ask for much. my name, yeah. right?" My name is off limits for you. Okay, yeah. you call me Sir or Mrs. Right? That's a lot. It's a lot. That's so a good one. I, th- I thought that was uh, highly entertaining and um, scary at the same yeah. time. Okay. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> My what in the world is kind of the entire episode today. Um, and I'll give you guys a little bit of backstory. So our middle daughter, Kayla, you know, she studies arts. Uh, she's a theater major, goes to college in Scotland. Yeah. She's getting ready to go back for her second year in, in uh, college. And she came home for the summer, had a friend in Scotland, and they have been talking for three months, three of them trying to find a flat to rent, an apartment to Mm -hmm. rent. So when she goes back, she has somewhere to live, right? Right. Um, So for three months, they have applied for maybe 30 different apartments and have gotten nothing. So here we are. She's getting ready to leave in less than seven days. And she's basically homeless, guys. Yeah. So the point of today is like if you're stuck, I want to give you some tips on how to push through. And the reason why I think this is so important is because oftentimes I'm going to equate today's episode to you're trying to do something maybe that you don't know how to do. That could be like starting a business. Mm-hmm. You're starting a business. You, you're you trying. Good for you. You're trying. You don't really know what you're doing. So you're going to run into some roadblocks. So today's episode is going to be about how not to take no for an answer and how to push through. Yeah. And I think there's some some layers to that. So like one of the things I think that just out the gate, there is, I have to say, there's no reward for doing something on your own. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of whole thing with her, with Kayla, kind of started because it was like, I want to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And she got frustrated every time we asked about mm-hmm. it, right? Thinking that as you grow into, and this, I get it, yeah. you're, you're a teenager or a, a young adult, 
and you think, okay, now it's time for me to start doing things on my own to prove to myself that I can do hard and things. And to prove to my parents. A hundred percent is fair. But at the same time, you still can do it on your own by like- Asking for help, <laughs> asking soliciting for help. help. You know, asking. Yeah. But part of it, of, of accomplishing things is is like, which we'll talk about is, is utilizing your resources yeah. and people around you. So, so I have four or five <laughs> tips that I think like throughout this story, I want to weave in like how it might feel to start a business. And the reason for this is because we are in the middle of a 10 day challenge with business owners, yeah. right? Obviously I used to own a bakery. So if you are in the sweets or treat making business, then you're probably a part of the challenge. And the challenge is how to make $1,000 in your business in 10 days. And yeah. so we are asking people to ask for names, to leverage their network, to do lots of different steps that I found really applicable to this Kayla story, yeah, right? And yeah. this, I just want to say, is not a knock on our daughter. And I'm going to explain to you kind of the lay of the land and how this relates to um, starting a business, because oftentimes you stumble across problems you don't foresee them and then you don't know what to do. So then you right. get stuck because of that. Right? right. So step number one, I think to just avoid any like any sort of being stuck is you just have to start. Right. Obviously, yeah. that's obvious. You want to start a business. Great. Start somewhere. Start unknowing. Start without support. Start without the money. Start without the knowledge. But yeah, you got to start. So in order to like go from where you're at, you just have to take a couple of steps. You're not going to know everything. Be okay sucking, be okay asking questions and be okay with what's to come. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah. no right way to start. Sometimes you just got to start. Right. Yeah. And I think that in that starting, like the, the opposite of that is you feel like you got to gather so much right. information. Mm -hmm. You got to get all the, like, I can't start until I know everything that I need to know. Yep. Which I think there's a balance between that, right? Yeah. But I do think you just got to get going. And then that is the perfect way to like get the information you're right. looking for. Okay, yeah. here's why. Because that will take you to step number two. And that is understanding that rejections and no and hard lessons are a part of the journey. Yeah. Like anything that you try to do that's new, whether it's start a business, whether it's I'm 18, I want to find my own apartment, whatever it is that you try to do that you've never done before, you have to understand that learning along the way is part of the journey. So that will that will include no's, that will include some people maybe being mean to you, some unfavorable outcomes, that'll include lots of learnings. Mm. And that's okay, it's part of the journey, right? Right. That leads you to number three. When you hit those speed bumps, I think the key here is you have to uncover at this point the lay of the land. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is how do things actually work? What's really going on? What questions do I need to ask? What's the current environment, right? So for example, when I started the Cake Mamas in 2009, every single person told me after I had already started, now I'm giving away business cards, trying right. to figure out what I'm doing. Customers are like, oh, no, that's too expensive. Oh, no, you shouldn't start a business right now. We're in the middle of a recession. People are losing their jobs. So now I'm kind of uncovering the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. What What's happening economically? What's happening? What is going on in the environment? What, yeah. What yeah. is happening in your environment? Conversely, with Kayla kind of running into all these rejections, like they put in 30 applications for an apartment. And no one was calling them back. So I go, okay, we got to ask questions. Let's stop right now. So what is happening? Um, well, I don't know. No one's calling us back. Okay. How do we find out? Like what makes an attractive renter? Right. Do you need a financial guarantor? 
Do you need someone that lives in that country that has a job? What are the credit requirements? What do they do? Do they check your credit? Like, who are you leveraging? So there's all these questions that I can ask from a place of experience. But my daughter, who's 18, who's never applied for any kind of credit, doesn't know to ask these questions, right? So this could have all been avoided had she maybe asked for help in the beginning. But nonetheless, I'm proud that she got started and tried this journey on her own. The same is true for business. There are things that you can be doing. And along the way, you learn the lay of the land. You learn, oh, God, I didn't realize that. Uh, When you're getting ready to sign a lease for a brick and mortar, like they want to run your credit, they want a financial guarantee, they want to leverage your home, they want all of this information. Some of that stuff you're not going to know until you get there, but also like there's going to be things you learn along the way that will move you to the next thing and then we'll circle back, Okay, which is you got to leverage your network. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to three, uncovering the lay of the land, the current circumstance, what's happening right now. Yeah. It's interesting when you were saying that, because I think that what's really important, too, is that in order to build capabilities and skill and and understanding, the first the second part after you start is where you get that. So the failures, the things that trip you up, all mm-hmm. those things that get in your way, they kind of give you an understanding of, so that if you're paying attention and how how to navigate and how to get through it right. and as you get through it, you get to keep the skill that you use to get through it. Mm-hmm. But then what ends up happening is is that when you get to an understanding of like, okay, I understand what to do here. Now the environment, it's important that you understand the environment. And as you start to get you know more clear on what the environment has, what's going on, then that capability comes into play to be adaptable to the environment, mm-hmm. right? So you need to be able to adapt so that then you can actually know what questions to ask for the resources that you'll need right. in order to to help you kind of speed up, but also to help you avoid some of the things that are avoidable, yep. right? And so I think when you look at Kayla's situation, you look at any person that our business owner, they have to get started so that they can see what they're made of, right? right? Then they have to take that- Build and say, the skills. Build the skills, because there's a difference between conceptual understanding and practical industrial knowledge. Experience. And that is experience. Like you've done it before, Mm -hmm. you've attempted it before, you've done all like, and that is very different than the concept. So for some people, like, it's like, hey, I had this extensive college uh, education, Mm -hmm. which is all conceptual, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're looking at concepts and theories and things like that, and you're studying the understanding. But you don't really have an experience in it that's that's more yeah. practical. An example, you have a business or a marketing degree, but then when you start your own small business, you're shy, you're intimidated, right. you don't like rejections, so you don't want to ask for a sale, right. you know, you don't know how to market, like, you know, because it's a small business and there's different rules and like you don't like leverage the experience or the information that you have. Right. So Kind of talking about like the Kayla situation with the apartment when we were understanding like the lay of the land, trying to uncover what the current circumstance was. I was like, who can we ask questions to and what's going on? So we found like a listing agent, like one of the people that was able to talk to her friend when she went. I said, first of all, when 
when you are getting rejected 30 times, you got to know why. Mm -hmm. So who can we ask, right? So the next person you go to, you ask them like, hey, can I get your information? You know, what do you think is happening? We've applied for so many. This agent said, oh, my God, it's such a crazy market right now. There's basically a housing crisis in Glasgow. One of the universities is no longer doing on-campus housing. And basically for every vacant apartment that becomes available on the market, we've got about 50 to 75 applicants. Good to freaking know. Right. Good to know, (laughs) right? So then my experience tells her, you have to go in person. You've got to put yourself out there. You've got to be aggressive. You got to sell yourself. And then what can we do to kind of sweeten the deal, right? So can you, as college students who don't have incomes, right. like you don't look very like marketable, right? You don't look very attractive as candidates. So can you contact some teachers at your school? Can you get some letters of recommendation? Are one of the parents who actually lives in Glasgow Are they able to be a financial guarantor? Do they have good credit? So we start kind of putting a list together of things that you need to stand out based on the information that now we know, right? right? And then it was just like, get in front of them, sell yourself because you don't want to get lost in a stack of papers. Like if you know that they're getting 50 to 75 applications, what can you do to stand out? Like that's number one. Yeah. And so- Please, if you listen to this, don't get lost into the the Kayla story because this applies to your career. Mm-hmm. This applies to starting a business. Uh, like there is always going to be moments where the the market is crowded, yeah. right? Uh, or you have a competitive job market, uh, or and, the recession is happening, or there's a recession. The so, cost of goods are inflated. Like all those things, and so. The fact of differentiating yourself range true for your career as well as mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. How do you differentiate your products? How do you differentiate your skills? How do you differentiate who you are as an individual and the value you're going to bring to the to the marketplace or to the career that you're going into? The same is how Kayla needed to make sure yeah. that they differentiated themselves right. and stuck in the minds of individual because we're dealing with human beings. Mm-hmm. And, and human beings are going to be subjective. They're going to have biases. And And you want to do everything you can to influence the human being, especially when you're trying to get something that you need and you're desperate for. Uh, And so I think that that is super important. And as you get the information around the environment, especially from the network of individuals telling you, hey, here's what you have to you're up against. Like if there's a housing crisis and and I I shouldn't say crisis, I would say is if if there's a housing issue when it comes to interest rates are rising Mm -hmm. throughout the the entire world, not Mm -hmm. just in the United States. People are going to move into renting, yeah. right? So not only do you have the school that's not taking on, on campus housing anymore, you also have to deal with more people in the marketplace to rent, right? Um, which opens up other avenues. But if you're not doing, if you're not following these steps, like then you don't know that. And if you don't know that the interest rate is rising so high that people can't afford to buy, mm-hmm. then you're just upset because you can't find anything to rent, right? right? So the same is true for. We have friends that recently bought houses here in California that were really frustrated. And it's like, okay, helping you to understand the current environment leads to you understanding what you're up against Mm -hmm. and then you solve for that. Right. And so moving from that number three, like understanding the environment, understanding what you're up against, taking yourself to number four, which I find lots of people skip, is leverage your network. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you, but 
this is how I started my business. I was reaching out to people, old bosses, old coworkers, people that I hadn't talked to in years and just saying like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm starting a business. This is what I'm doing. One, I want to see if there's any way that I can help serve you. You know, here's a link to take a look at my website. And two, would you help me pass the information along? Do you, and then what'll happen is the third question, do you know anyone that can help me or anyone that has started a business that I can ask questions to? Right always opened up so many doors to so many new opportunities, so many ideas, so many book recommendations, so many class recommendations, so many things that I would have never had access to had I not leveraged my network. Yeah. And I think there's a strategic way to approach your network. Like you're not tapping into the network for people to feed you solutions. Right. You're tapping into your network for them to give you a better understanding of the environment, a better understanding of what questions you should be asking insight to things that you can expect, but you're not asking because sometimes people get that confused. They, they, they want you, they're not satisfied with the answers they get from their network because they, it's not spoon fed to them, mm -hmm. the the solution to what the problems that they're facing. Right. Or they ask really dumb questions <laughs> like, Hey Eddie, you know, when you have a minute, can I take you out for lunch? I'm starting a business and I was just wondering if you can tell me how, right. no, like ask a right. specific question. And I do want to say, like, when it comes to leveraging your network, we're not just talking about the people that you know. Like, think of, like, if it's business related, who's started a business that you have seen? Maybe you're watching them from social media, watching them from afar. Who is a little further along than you that you can tap on the shoulder and just say, hey, I'm stuck at this specific problem. Can I ask a really quick question? Who's also maybe experienced problems, whether that's like signing a lease or looking for a location or figuring out how to advertise, whatever your issue may be where you're at in your business, let's say, like who's also had those same problems? And then what was the outcome that they had? Like what right. suggestions, resolutions, recommendations, what do they have? So kind of taking it back to Kayla, like I told her, who's also had these problems? Like you're not the only ones that are being rejected right now. So call your friends and ask them which ones are also struggling, right? So first thing they do, they call a couple friends and they say, oh my God, you guys still haven't found anything. And then I said, ask them exactly who helped them. Who, who did they talk to? Okay, here's two counselors to reach out to at the school. Here's two listing agents. Here's what we did here. And they gave them so much advice, right? Right. Also, through that, they got a helping hand. Right. Hey, if you still need somewhere to stay, I know school's getting ready to start soon. I'm totally willing to let you stay at my place for the next two or three weeks until you find something. Right. We didn't have that five minutes ago. <laughs> that is so helpful, right? right, right. So then it, what happens is it starts to, like, some positivity starts to kind of show. And then you're, like, excited a little bit about a glimmer of hope. And I think that's what propels you to the next level. And we forget that human beings, like we we want, once you conquer something or overcome something, you want to share that, yeah. right? Because you don't, you don't want sitting back saying, oh, I got through this hard thing. I can't wait to see other people go through yeah. this, right? So you, you want There to, are some people, you yeah, know, I, mean, I did that. I figured it out. They got to figure it out too. Yeah. And I think that you those people- You don't want to be friends with yeah, those people. Yeah. Those people are, are horrible individuals. So, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is like those, the, the folks that they re reached out to, they were more than willing to, more to, than willing. to share that information yeah. with them. And- 
But they were. But here's the thing: they were so locked into we got to do this on our right. own. Got to figure it out. And and then here's the big thing too: is that people that are in problems or feeling stuck, they feel like they're the only one. You're so isolated. Like, yeah. why is this happening so to you, me? Nobody understands. Right. You feel like you're the only one having the problem. Yep. No one else has the same struggle, and you put yourself in this really tough situation where you've isolated yourself, and then you suffer in silence. No one knows. But you are one phone call away from, from help, from a breakthrough <laughs> yeah. of getting through to something. And so we just can't do that to yeah. ourselves, right? <laughs> so can't. in this situation, like when we finally reached out to Kayla's friends, we found a place to stay like temporarily, which is helpful because right. we thought we were going to have to pay for like a long term Airbnb. We asked them who helped them, which opened up so many different options, right? One of them was their dad was a real estate agent. So he was like, hey, I can help you. And have you considered buying because there's more available options when it comes to purchasing a flat right. than there is to renting? And then we were like, ah, oh, we are not from, you know, uh, the UK. Well, there's no restrictions. Okay, well, let me stay up all night and research this, right. right? So then it turns into more research. And I think along the way, the research turns into more discoveries, which turns into more hopefulness. Right. And so that's kind of the lesson for today is... When you start anything, be okay starting as a beginner. Be okay knowing right. that you don't know anything about the Scotland real estate market or you don't know anything about how to start a successful business or how to run an ad campaign, how to make $1,000 in 10 days. That's okay. But what can we do? We can take all these steps. We can understand that frustration, rejection, and like the unknowing is going to be a part of the journey. And that's okay. We all go through it. We can go through the step of understanding. We have to understand the current environment, especially when it comes to business, understanding how to serve customers where they are right now, whether that's in a recession, whether that's during COVID, whether that's in a market like right now, commercial real estate is performing really terribly. There's so many vacancies everywhere. Right, right. If you know this and you're in real estate, then we have to understand the current market, right? right. If you know this and you're looking for real estate, then you have to understand the lay of the land. Then you, so, you need to know when you have leverage and when you don't. Right. And then that gives you an understanding of when you should start or what you should start on based on that information. Yep. But I think what's super important too when you think about the last element of like reaching out to your network and and, and tapping resources, because mm -hmm. you're tapping into people that have done it before, been there before, have some type of they're a little proof. further along. They've have some something, but what ends up happening is it could possibly turn into an opportunity for the two of you. Like mm -hmm. in this situation, this may turn into an opportunity for us to invest somewhere else right. because they brought their problems to us, right. right? For our, you know, for some guidance. And that is the case, I think with business as well. You never know you tap into someone and they say, Hey, not only do I want to give you some insight, I I would like to invest. Mm -hmm. I would like to help. So because often. I see that you started. Mm -hmm. I see that you're the things that you've done. And this is why I think to Janelle's point, your questions have to be really specific and not this general save me type of question. Yes. Because people assess the quality of your thinking and the work that you've done based on the quality of your question. Yeah. So if you ask a really qualified quality question that's based on a very specific thing and someone's like, wow, I like how you're thinking. Here's what I did. Right. Then people gain insight and they go, oh, I want to, I, I see where you're at right now. I, I like the level. Yeah. I like what you're doing. And then they want to participate in, you know, either helping you or assisting you mm -hmm. or just being a part of your journey uh, as a mentor. That to me is super powerful yeah. and important. 
So what steps can you take right now so that way you are no longer stuck? Can you leverage your network? Can you better understand the lay of the land and what's happening in the current environment? Can you like toughen up a little bit and understand that building resilience is part of the journey in any new venture that you decide to pursue? And so I hope that this quick story like helped you understand like you're not alone. We all sometimes forget to utilize these steps or utilize these resources And this is how we like move in a positive direction. And most importantly, like this is how solutions find you. Yeah. Because you're looking for them and you're just taking steps, right? You're not going to find the solution stuck, barricading yourself under a cover because you're upset and there's rejection and things are hard. And so I saw this quote. It says like, um, you know, the cave is scary and hard. Well, then why would you stay stuck there? Get out of the cave. Run fast, right? Right. And so I hope you guys are going to run fast. Again, quick plug for our 10-day challenge. If you haven't already joined, you should go to JanelleCopeland.com. Eddie and I are hosting this challenge. We want to teach you how to make $1,000 in 10 days. And even if you're late, you can still register Yeah. because we're getting ready to open the doors to our masterclass, which is called Passion to Profit. You'd spend 10 weeks with us as your mentors. We're going to walk you through everything, everything foundational to start a business of any kind. Um, that's sales, that's marketing, that's branding, that's putting yourself out there, that's systems and technology that can help you. So you wind up not being like the one woman or one man show for eternity. Yeah. So that's all I got. So we could be that resource. You can yep. tap into us and we'll, we'll be a part of that journey with you. And yep. I think that yeah, you're going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. So let us know, please uh, DM us, leave a comment, leave a review on the Push Podcast and let us know what you took specifically from this to help yourself get unstuck. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.